Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Lightspeed Lawn Care Marketing Podcast. I am uh, sitting down in a completely different studio today, and it's not because I have finally fixed my studio. It is because uh, I am in Atlanta, Georgia, sitting down with Paul Jamison from the Green Industry Podcast. Hey, guys. Yeah, we've been putting together, we've recorded some episodes of his show. We're working on a Market Your Business course that'll be available on the Green Industry Podcast website soon. And Paul was kind enough to lend me the use of his roadcaster here. We've got my memory card in there. We're just going to sit down and record our, our normal episode for the week. So Paul, thanks so much for joining me. Yes, yeah, is intimidating seeing you on the big screen with uh, Jonathan Potashnik and, and uh, he's such a stellar, intelligent communicator. I'm going to try my best, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in you. Thank you. So what we want to talk about today is uh, the best ways to get lawn care clients fast, because I know that that is coming into the new year. People are wanting to, you know, take whatever kind of scrappy marketing techniques they can use, sales techniques to get people in the in the door of their business. And so I think as we talk through this list, we'll kind of talk through some tactics, and we'll we'll kind of pros versus cons each of these. As, as you're thinking about them. So the first one here is to ask friends and family for referrals. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously this is more of a, I'm getting started in the industry sort of uh, tactic. It's not something that you're going to continue doing forever, but it is a really good way for someone who's getting into the business to kind of tell friend or family member, hey, this is how you could help me out as I'm getting started here. Do you want to hire me? Do you you know, you have some neighbors that want to hire me or a friend that's in my service area, that sort of thing. So Paul, did you do this when you were getting oh, started? Oh, absolutely. And Facebook was my friend uh, because I started early on posting pictures there. And then people uh, specifically from like church and stuff would be like, hey, you know, and can you come do this for so-and-so? Or to, word spread quickly um, by the whole friends. And my, my family's in Ohio predominantly. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't have much family, like bloodline family in, in Georgia, but friends for sure. The pro is... It's quick work, fast. The con is that it's the opposite of route density. They're going to live stretched out. Yeah. So we ha- preach on my show, and I know my friend Chris from South Carolina. He has a um, he cleans uh, trash cans. You know, he preaches route density. Naylor preaches route density. So just know, long term, you do want route density. So this is more of a temporary Aunt B or whoever you're going to take care of. It's just to kind of get you some quick revenue to get get the juices flowing. But long term, you want to be tight in a really niched neighborhood or neighborhoods. But yeah, if so, one thing I could see this helping you do is kind of get a feel for the the parts of your area that you're not very familiar with. So it could, you know, clue you into, you know, maybe you long term want to be in Aunt B's neighborhood because you drive through and you're like, oh, dang, yeah, this is a good place to, to be working. I would look for that. And I would definitely start trying to look for ways to increase your route density, even based on those referrals. You know, maybe look at where people are at on Google Maps before you like actually take them on as a client. And I can tell you as a, as a business owner with a, uh, a mom who wants everyone to hire me, she has given my name and business name to a lot of people who are very far outside of my uh, niche. And it's fine. You know, sometimes I talk to people and I just tell them like, hey, I don't, 
you know, I appreciate you giving me a call, but I don't think that this is going to be a great fit. You know, you're just so far outside of what we normally do that I don't think that we could do, uh, you know, excellent work for you. And that's all we want to put out. The, the next thing is maybe a little non-traditional and Paul may even be like, what are you talking about? But this one is asking your competitors. We know that one of the biggest problems right now in the lawn care industry is having the labor to actually get the jobs done. And so it could be worth your time to reach out to some bigger businesses in your area and see if they are struggling to cover a route and see if you can pick up a route from them. Yeah, totally. I I think just in general, being friendly and kind and talkative to those around you is, uh, I really make a lot of people mad when I talk about this, but I, I walk the talk. You've seen that today. Uh, you, you saw a situation where I helped somebody competitor. Mm-hmm. So I believe that's, that's very important and you reap what you sow. So being kind to the competition and having those conversations, it will, it will come back to help you in the long run for sure. So, you know, obviously this is another strategy that's not necessarily predictable or sustainable, mm-hmm. um, much like asking for referrals from friends and family. But it is something that, you know, if it did work out, it would be really helpful to you. So I would give it a shot. But again, it's not going to be something that is a lever that you're pulling consistently, I don't think. Okay, we've got another kind of non-traditional one here. We've got upsell existing clients. Obviously, if you're bootstrapping your business into existence, you don't have any clients to upsell yet. So we're talking to the guys who are a little bit bigger and encouraging you to think outside the, the box of, the only way to increase revenue is new clients because mm-hmm. a lot of guys get trapped in that where they only want to do one service. You know, they've kind of heard that they should be a master of one and they really focus in on maintenance. And then they don't think about like, well, I could be doing these other couple of services and then I could increase my client value across the board, my like average client value uh, pretty considerably by adding a couple other seasonal services they could help you out. So this is more about like challenging your mindset and getting you to shift beyond just pursuing new clients. You can do new lines of work for existing clients. Yeah. And always be paying attention. Something one of my mentors, Rich has taught me, let's say you're out pushing the mower, be looking on the property, be paying attention. Is there anything that you notice that needs done? And then just pitch it to the customer and just say, Hey, I noticed this tree's dead. You want to want us to haul it out hey i noticed you had a beautiful area here and you've never had flowers you ever think we could put some popping flowers in right here just be paying attention to what's going on in the property because a lot of times you plant the seed and they're not ready but you say hey you know what do you think about this and, and like you know the seeds planted and it might be a year later like hey you know we've talked to my husband why don't we do that you know now yeah so just be paying attention of any little way you can upsell and cross sell we're all leaving money on the table by not looking at our existing customers and seeing where there's an opportunity to serve them better. And that's more revenue for us. Absolutely. We're getting into what I think is one of the, the most powerful strategies for finding new clients that fit the business well. And that is your five rounds, nine rounds in, in the neighborhood. What I would do is pick your favorite clients, the people that you absolutely love working with, when, when Miss Betty calls, you know that she's going to brighten your day. And then you want to go and flyer the houses immediately around her. And we talk in the marketing course that is not available yet, but will be soon, about the idea of cloning your best clients and how 
very helpfully, uh, people go and sort themselves into neighborhoods of, of like-minded people and people of similar means live in similar places. So Miss Betty's neighbors are probably going to be pretty good clients too. So you can go and get, you know, just basic flyers that tell who you are, what you do and have the phone number and get them on the doors right around her, her neighbor's houses. And if it's a client who really likes you, you know, we oftentimes we tell people to like leave a Google review um, of the business. And that does help out. And that kind of thing coming in consistently is really good for you. But I would also, the next time Miss Betty asks how she can help you out or tells you you did such a great job, ask her if she'll tell her neighbors. Usually the kind of person who's really kind like that and wants to see someone like you succeed is probably the kind of person that knows her neighbors and is willing to go talk to them. Mm-hmm. Totally. That's kind of a referral and a nine around all at once. Paul, have you ever offered referral bonuses for clients? Yeah, I did. Uh, I got a funny story. I did uh, a lady named Julie, I think. So when I was starting off, I, I think I was offering 100 bucks if you'd refer me to a neighbor, a neighbor or whatever. And so this one lady, Julie, uh, referred me and I gave her a discount. She was paying me 250 a month. So I remember I, was give, I gave her a service the next month for 150 a month. So I was like, oh, this is great referral bonus. Then I had another customer and his wife, uh, Renee, would refer me to people. They have a, a newsletter online called The Women's Club. So the women in the neighborhood like message back and forth like, who's a good babysitter? Like, who can do pressure washing or whatever? They talk. So like, mm-hmm. who's a good lawn care? And so Renee's like, Paul Jameson, he's great, blah, 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 blah. And so um, she referred me like two people. So I was like, hey, Renee, that's two, you know, that's, that's credit. So her husband came out one day and he started yelling at me. And he's like, hey, he's like, enough of this $100 SHIT. And he's like, because <laughs> I was like trying to calculate all their savings and stuff. And I mean, the, he, this guy makes 800000 a year, like his re, his uh, salary. It's mm-hmm. public. He, he's a football coach. You can see. And he's like, enough of this $100 SHIT. He's like mad. He's like, just stop it. And he's like, we're just, they were just referring. They weren't referring because they, they wanted a hundred dollars savings. They were referring because they were, you know, just you like, did good work. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that, that was the end of my referral business when he's <laughs> like enough of this hundred dollar SHIT. Yeah. Well, so yeah, I think that there is, you know, maybe a difference in average clientele from your business to some of the listeners, because I think that for a lot of people, like a hundred dollar referral bonus would be like that's like that's not chump change. Yeah, and this guy's mad at me. It's like yeah. it's inconvenient. It's insulting. <laughs> it's a different amount each month. He also probably feels like, eh, is Paul doing that great of a job for fifty bucks, or does Paul want the two hundred and fifty? <laughs> right. No, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So, and then one more strategy that works quickly to get new clients in the door is Facebook. And if you're listening to the podcast, you are not surprised to hear me say that you should be running ads on Meta, hitting Facebook and Instagram, targeting the neighborhoods you want to work in. It's the best of all of the kind of real world tactics of five rounds and nine rounds with all the benefits of digital. You're able to get in front of that person wherever they are, right? They leave home to go get Starbucks and they're standing in line scrolling Instagram you're the ad that's on their phone when they're doing that. When they're in the carpool line waiting to pick up the kids and they're scrolling Facebook, you're there. So that is getting your marketing in front of them in all sorts of places on the device that they always carry with them. 
It is so, so powerful. They're, they're awesome touches in your sales funnel of all of the other things that you're doing. So I would really challenge you if you haven't run Facebook and Instagram ads prior to this year, or maybe you've run them using a different strategy in the past, I would really challenge you to get involved with some hyper-local targeting this year. Totally. Well, Paul, thanks so much for, for hopping on with me, man. I appreciate it. What's Robert say to say at the end of the show? Oh, he says, oh, man. Uh, now I'm having to remember how to start it. Because don't you have a way you sign off your podcast? Yeah, we're supposed to say, grow your business at light speed.